Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Hey guys, it's Dave. Check us out today live at 2.30 Eastern for a special trade deadline edition live version of Nerder She Wrote on the Athletic NBA show. We're still going to drop the audio. Don't worry. But me, Seth, and Mo are going to be joined by our special guest, Andrew Schlecht, to break down all the day's deals and movement or tell you why nothing happened. So check us out at 2.30 Eastern over at the Athletics YouTube channel live on the internet. Join us this Saturday for an all-new episode of The Athletic NBA Show. Saturday Slam and Jam, hosted by me, Andrew Schlecht. I'll be joined by my co-hosts Alex Spears and many of the athletic beat writers that you know and love. We will recap the week of the NBA, play some NBA trivia, and just overall talk about the league that we love most. So while you're flipping your flapjacks, Tending to your yard or just sipping your coffee on Saturday morning, listen to Saturday Slam and Jam on the Athletic MBA Show. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Point of contention. He keeps throwing elbows. What do you want me to do? I want you to stand up to him, you pussy. Welcome to Point of Contention, five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, Steve is getting upset. Giannis MVP, Harden the Goat, Deadline Day, and who is the best team in the NBA right now? I'm Zach Harper, that's Jane Hoy producing. In this corner, the Bay Area legend, author of two books about the Dynasty Warriors, Marcus T. Nasty Thompson. According to Jade, Marcus, do you have a nickname or can we go with T. Nasty yeah, T Nasty is very nasty, so we're not rocking with T Nasty. Uh, my nickname has always, for my entire life, been uh, Lil Mark because my daddy was Big Mark. So he was Big Mark, I was Lil Mark. But uh, Janie Hu of the San Francisco Chronicle uh, a while ago when we were beat writers together started calling me MT2, and then everybody started calling me that. So pick, pick, pick one. Uh, Marcus is just fine with me, though. Yeah, I'll go with Marcus. And in this corner, the Bay Area suburban legend, the author of The Victory Machine, now out in paperback, Ethan Strauss. Ethan, should Drew Schiller have tweeted this out instead? Quote, Steve Kerr told at Logan M. Murdoch, he enjoyed last season more than Andre Iguodala's final season with the Warriors. Hmm, that would have been subtle. Very subtle. I think that... That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think that could have started a new weird flare-up of people going, wait, was the problem Andre? And then Andre does a cryptic subtweet. Uh, I think it would have resulted in no response from Steve Carl say that much. So it was probably the correct decision, Zach. All right. Well, speaking of, Jade, start the clock. It's take one. Steve goes off. Last week, Steph was getting upset. This week, it's Steve getting upset. Steve Kerr lash out at Warriors analyst Drew Schiller. 
for allegedly misquoting Kerr after he appeared on a Ringer podcast in which he said he enjoyed last year more than the final year of the Dynasty, which obviously included one Kevin Durant. What set Steve off, it appears, is that Kevin Durant responded to Schiller's tweet saying, Hilarious. This is what Kerr had to say. Jay, play the clip. Drew Schiller decided to tweet today that Steve Kerr said he enjoyed last season more than Kevin Durant's last year with the Warriors. Okay, so I want to make this extremely clear. If you uh, if you want to um, actually get the story accurate, I encourage you to listen to the podcast before um, we sort of take this story into offshoots and and uh, use that as my quote because. Um, that is the furthest thing from the truth. Marcus, there were many moments right there on the podcast uh, in which you and Ethan said the same thing, often right here. Just that last year was pretty bad. It's pretty on record. Kerr was enjoying himself much more than that final run that featured, again, Kevin Durant, who says he hears everything. So, Kevin, hi. How's it going? I don't believe there's anybody to blame. Kerr even said, some of you may know, some of you may not know. We all know, Steve. Marcus, did you know? We knew. We know. That's not the point here. Mm. If you've been in a relationship and you've had a, you know, a a past, let's just say a past, Ethan, Mm -hmm. two years later, do you just randomly bring it up? No, nobody likes that. Nobody likes bringing up, hey, remember that fight we had where you threw all my stuff out on the curb? What's, what was the point? What was the point? I didn't understand the point. We we all knew it. We're two years removed. This dude has recovered from an Achilles. So that that that's my issue. And if if he would have said, this is probably Steve referencing the Kevin Durant drama, then it would have been his take. I think he made the mistake in trying to say Steve imply Steve was referencing it, but we all know what was happening, right? It's like out of all that stuff, the juiciest bit was maybe there was a morsel of Steve pinning this on Kevin Durant. And that was the hope that that's why you tweeted it. That's why you put it out. And I, I feel like that the Chris Tucker from Friday rules apply. Why are you bringing up old stuff? Hmm. It's interesting. I think that Drew Schiller is wrong by the letter of the law, but I also think he's right in spirit. I think everybody knows what Steve was talking about. It wasn't Jonas Jerebko that Steve was talking about when he's talking about agendas, when he's talking about- But Ethan, was he talking about about cousins too, though? A little bit, maybe. A little bit. Omri Caspi? Oh, Omri Caspi. Good pull. Did not get along. I stole that. I stole that from Stugatz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Stugatz probably meant it as a joke, but in reality, that was not... Well, we won't go. To, well, we will get into it. I don't want to get aggregated now because who you knows? You don't want Omri Caspi to say this is hilarious. <laughs> this is hilarious. I gave everything. I mean, that was an interesting one because Omri Caspi was saying Steve Kerr has my heart. At There's the nothing interesting about Omri Caspi here. Keep going. No, it, Let's go. it was it was interesting. <laughs> I'm not gonna get bogged down in Omri Caspi. It was like a torrid romance that ended terribly between him and Steve Kerr. Uh, so I found it interesting, but okay, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Um. I understand why Kerr is mad and it could have also included cousins, but I do think that everybody, everybody knows the why of what was happening here. And what Steve was responding to was this. It's very, it's hard. It's layered. It's interesting. It's not that Schiller was wrong 
in how he presented it. It's that Steve was trying to be honest without saying Kevin's name for a reason. So when Schiller posts that, when he tweets it out with Kevin Durant's name that then alerts Kevin to it, I think the reaction, if I am just armchair quarterback, just psychoanalyzing from afar, it's, dude, I didn't bring up Kevin for a reason. Why I worked hard to not bring him up, right? Yeah, yeah. I worked hard so everybody could understand, so everybody could read between the lines. Why are you yelling out the subtext and blowing up my spot? I just want to go on Logan's podcast and have a good time and talk loosey-goosey, and you're messing it up. That's what I got from the whole Imbrilio. As someone who does not have to work with Steve Kerr ever or talk to him ever, he's being so sensitive and so ridiculous about this. This is no, you said what you said. Everyone knows what you were saying. Kevin Durant would have found it. Had drew Schiller not tweeted it out. So I just think this is a bunch of bullshit where Mm. Steve got caught saying he's something he probably shouldn't have said, even though he's trying to be loosey goosey and Marcus, like he ends up now finding himself in a tiny Tiny shitstorm that really is insignificant, and he's handling it poorly. Yeah, I, I think the part we gotta declare is that Drew Schiller technically is a partner with the Warriors. And he's working thank for you. the thank flagship you. station of the Warriors. Can we go a deeper? Can we go another level with it that nobody's talking about? That what is his? Look, when he gets the, paid as much as Bob Fitzgerald does, then he can <laughs> be on Bob Fitzgerald's level of holding water for the company i'm just saying there's a weird layer to it where he's working for the company sorry to cut you off marcus and also friends with friends with the lakeubs friends with kirk lakeubs stanford connection it's a strange awkward uncomfortable internal external deal that is uh, yeah I, I do feel like there's a part of steve that's like i can take this from andy lou <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking it from in-house guys who's supposed to be on my side here right like uh, hold on b but I, I my my issue is not what he said it's not what he tweeted i just i, I mean ethan you know what i'm talking about yeah. i have an issue but because i'm like this alleged old school journalist right or supposed i see myself as you know, Clint Eastwood, you know what I'm saying? Following the letter of the law and dealing with ethics. I just can't get with this idea of taking one hour of content and finding the morsel that might pop and blowing that up. Yeah. It's like, for me, I I just can't get with that. Like there's, there's a, for me, there's a spirit of integrity when you're dealing with information. And if, if he would have listed the five important points from the interview mm. then it's all right but it's like nah what's the most juicy thing we can find that and zach you're as good at social media as anybody yeah he did it right and you don't be you don't do anything wrong okay okay let's get to something else i may have met him before but like i don't think he did anything wrong I, I okay so now we get to this other aspect of it which is how should he have handled it because i think he handled the aftermath wrong. I say it to people and people go, no, dude, he works for them. He's got to fall on his sword. I go, man, it's sports. We all get fired. You know, these are not for the most part. I mean, we're all going to work for the athletic for four decades. Don't get me wrong, but everybody else. Oh, I'll definitely get yeah. fired at some point. Like I'm hoping it's like six years yeah. from now, but I'm definitely going to get myself yeah. fired at some but, point. You need but, to preserve but, your job in a pandemic. Yeah, I, I think, I think you've got to really nilly. I got I my first gotta, shot the other day. I'm getting my second <laughs> shot in like three weeks. Like that's, I got to get through that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying you got to preserve your rep as well. And as Drew Schiller I, I ask you this hypothetical. Is he in a better spot today 
career-wise, if his response to this crisis, instead of apologizing to Steve, listing him as the 2015-16 coach of the year, instead was, hey, Steve, you said what you said. How about you own it like a man and maybe focus more on the fourth quarter and less on me writing about you? I'm not saying that that's that's what I would say. I'm just saying, hypothetically, what if Drew Schiller said it? Like what? What is, is that? Would that Man, have been there, the right move? That would have been. So yeah, I guess the there's so is, many. What like, does he want to do? There's so many. Like, I do? guess he's getting hired at this outlet. Jokes I want to make, and I just can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I, that's why I wonder. What, well, if he wants to be in a, a front office, that ain't. He is on a, a, an FS1 desk tomorrow with tough talk like that. All right. Speaking of tough, it's tough to not have your MVP, which the Warriors do not for the next few games. But speaking of MVP, take two. It's the MVP race. What just happened just one week ago? We were talking about the volatile MVP odds. And yet again, things have changed as two-time reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo moved into fourth place, edging closer due to injuries to LeBron James and Joel Embiid. Here's the list. Uh, courtesy of Bet MGM, Jokic minus 105, Embiid plus 550, LeBron plus 650, and now Giannis at plus 700. I know for a fact that on this show and others, we have totally excluded Giannis. Well, until recently with me, due to the Bucks' incompetence in the playoffs. Well, that's not why. That's also I don't agree with this writing from Jade at all. But mm. this is a regular season award, and the Bucks are red hot. In fact, they were number one in my power rankings this week. Week in which I wrote, "Are we seeing the MVP-like stretch of basketball from the reigning back-to-back MVP?" Because over his last twelve games, in which the Bucks are eleven and one. The Bucks superstar has looked a lot more like the guy we were giving the hardware to the last two seasons. So, Ethan, if Giannis continues this run and the Bucks keep winning in this way, can he grab his third straight, the first third straight winner since Larry Bird in the 80s? I don't think we can have it. I don't think we can do it. I understand. Technically, this episode, brought, by the way, brought to you by uh, the letter versus the spirit. That's the phrase of this episode for me. I get that it's about the regular season, but you can't do it after these consecutive playoff failures. Um, I propose this. I propose this. We're making up rules willy-nilly. We're changing things we've never changed before. Adam Silver's coming out and saying we have a play-in tournament because not enough teams are making the playoffs. So now it's got to be it's got to be 10 in each conference well, or whatever. Well, officially, you're not in the playoffs if you make the play-in tournament. You have to win the play-in tournament, officially. Great. So the play-in tournament's some Dante's Inferno purgatory, apparently. Yes, correct. Anyway, anywho... Um, Adam Silver should come out and say, you know what, for the purposes of this wacky season, we are deciding the MVP after the playoffs. That is when we are going to vote for it because we just don't know right now. It's too Why? It's too raggedy. We, no, we, we, this we, is we a regular season award. We can't have it. Too many people have gotten hurt. You know, you got the you got your Embiid situation. You got your LeBron situation. Nobody seems to want to give it to Jokic. Uh, Steph and the Warriors aren't winning enough and Steph's hurt. Nobody wants uh, to give to Jokic. He's the favorite. I mean, but nobody wants to. It's like he's the favorite with some resignation. I don't know what you mean by that, buddy. I mean, (laughs) uh well, I'm just saying that's the, hey, shoot it down all you want. I'm just saying as long as we're just making up rules on the fly, the after season MVP is my corrective. And I'm sure there'll be some Denver fans who are now angry at me. um, And also Ben Thompson uh, at Stratechery, biggest Bucks fan in the world. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. 
Head over to MichelobeUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, first off, Milwaukee ain't even as good as they were last year as far as record-wise. They're not even on pace with the same you know what hold on oh man what does this have to do with this season why does last year matter because it's about expectations expectations that's why the bar is already set uh but also like i think you got to give some of that credit to drew holiday i think it's harder for him to get it it's not just Giannis anymore he went and got some help so like it's not like oh Giannis, Giannis against the world but also no we're not doing this we're not doing this we're not acting as if somehow Giannis is, you know, the greatest player of all time and he's going to get this accomplishment that belongs with the Stars. No, he's got to win in the playoffs. Yes. It's a regular season award. Yes. This is he's ridiculous. Win in the playoffs. Yeah. No, this and is yes, it is. absolutely this is, ridiculous. This is ridiculous. No, it's, and you know what? It's been ridiculous this whole time. No, you know why? We're, we're not changing it Here's the better story. Here's the better story. We're not Giannis changing it now. Giannis wins a third MVP in a row and then goes to the playoffs and gets shellacked again. And in the history of the NBA, we're like, yeah, he's a three-time MVP, won three in a, in a row. But he couldn't get it done in the playoffs because that's the story people would rather say. But the problem than is that he doesn't he's get to win not, because of the playoffs. But, it's not, but he's not just getting shellacked in that moment. The award is getting shellacked, which diminishes, Why? which diminishes the value because of the award. Because it tells you the award ain't nothing. You yeah. know, you know what we should Why? do. Hold on, no, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this: mm. Who are the MVPs that flamed out in the playoffs before? Because it's happened. So who yeah. are they? Well, what do you mean by flamed out? Because eliminated and yeah. flamed out are different. I mean, flamed out. I mean, the way Giannis has. Who are they? Carl, no. You know what's weird is that there have been MVPs who've been humiliated, but you can't say flamed out. I mean, I can't say the Utah Jazz going to the finals with Carl Malone has flamed out. Um, Dirk won in 2007, got swept. That was a bad one. Do we care about that anymore? Oh, that was a flame out. Do we care about that? Uh, Care in what sense? He redeemed redeemed himself. Where? Give him a chance to fucking redeem himself. He redeemed himself where? In, the, in finals. the finals. Right. Yeah. What does that have to do with him winning the award in 2007? Zach, I agree with you. It's ridiculous. I'm just saying, why all of a sudden are we stopping the ridiculous? It's been ridiculous. Yeah. David Robinson time. got taken completely out by Hakeem Olajuwon because he won the MVP. This is These are the stories we want. Yeah. Hakeem, it was unfair with Hakeem because Hakeem would play possum in the regular season and then turn it on in the playoffs. I mean, everybody else. That's t- why yeah. we need a playoff MVP. We have it. Not it's called finals the finals MVP. No, no, no. That's no. just for the finals. That's just for the finals. That's the problem with the award. It's just for the final. If, if it was a playoff MVP, does Andre Iguodala win it in 2015? Didn't Tony Parker win a finals MVP? No. I mean, yeah, because he was the best player in that series. Yeah, but we're not looking back at that season going, oh, yeah, Yeah, Tony we're not Parker. saying, oh, man, remember who carried him in the second round? And you like, th- th- hold on. How, how different would the finals MVP and the playoffs MVP be from year to year? It's they probably going to be pretty much the it exact would be same different. thing. No, it would be different. Oh, man. I mean, I get you. It would be, it would it wouldn't be different in the sense that 
I mean, it's like 11 voters, and they're like yeah. voting in midway through the fourth quarter, right? It so would give us like, more oh, to argue about. And, and sometimes you would have ticket splitting of, well, I think Anthony Davis should get regular season MVP, but LeBron finals MVP, or Steph regular season, KD, you know, KD playoff, if we were doing that type of thing. It would create a whole mini industry of stuff for us to argue about. It's great for us. I think you should be encouraging this. Why are you rejecting it? I'm rejecting the idea. There are reasons Giannis can't win MVP this year. The playoffs mm-hmm. of the last two years are not them. That's what I reject. Like this it or idea not, that we Zach, can't the playoffs have been treated as a referendum on the validity of the MVP award. Like it or not. That's how we approach it. It doesn't matter because Oakland's Dame, Damian Lillard's MVP anyway. So that's oh, right, Mark. Oh, wow. exactly oh, facts. Wow. Take three. Speaking of jilted at the MVP altar, James Harden, is he the greatest offensive player ever? And yet another plot twist to the MVP race. James Harden is now fifth in the MVP odds at plus 100, the care of BetMGM. And to boost his campaign, Charles Barkley appeared on ESPN Radio, in which he said that James Harden may be the best player in the world today. Jade, play the clip. No disrespect to LeBron or Giannis or anybody. James Harden might be the best basketball player in the world, period. He also mentioned that Harden was the best offensive player he's ever seen. My goodness, guys. He is the most... Awesome offensive player I've ever seen. But we got to give that guy credit, man. He is an offensive machine, plain and simple. Harden is having a season for sure. I wrote in Monday's power rankings ah, about that synergy. Over the last 17 games, which the Nets are 15-2, and two, Harden has damn near averaged a triple-double of 26.8 points, 10.7 assists, 9.2 rebounds per game. Marcus, do you agree that James Harden is the best player in the NBA? And if so, MVP? Uh, I'm going to go with no, but I do think he's in the MVP race. I think he's playing incredibly. I think it's amazing that he's essentially changed his – well, he's kind of getting back to old James Harden, but yeah. he, cha- he changed his game and became like this floor general, true point guard. Now I think he's found his shot. He's gotten a little bit better shape. So now he's, he's adding some buckets to the mix. But what he's done with that team without Kevin Durant, like with – I mean, like he's rocking with some bitch players that rival what he had in Houston, right? So yeah. it's kind of impressive what he's done. It's it's really uh I didn't know if he had this in him. I was one of the people who were like, What you put hard with those three? This is a disaster. Like, let me get my popcorn. And he's turned out to be incredible. Uh Barkley's 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 high or something, yeah. right? Like he, he's wild. He's with the this, best ad hoc contrarian of all time. I will I, I will say. If we're ranking just sheer skill, I, I, I listen to the conversation that Harden might be the most skilled. Like he, he is elite at ball handling, at penetration. His shot, you know, is definitely dead. Like if you just if we compartmentalize all the skills he can do, I could see the conversation. But I know Zach is gonna hate this until he does it in the finals. <laughs> until he produces in game seven. I don't want to hear this mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, uh, can somebody tank the first month of the season to get off their current roster and then still win MVP once traded? Oh, that would be perfect for this season. That would be wonderful. I mean, no, but if somebody's going to do <laughs> yeah. it, it's James Harden. Yeah, yeah. Right? James Harden, the master <laughs> of finding market inefficiencies, of working the system. This would be so perfect. The tax attorney of NBA players, uh, Barkley, I, I can't say I agree. I like the contrarianism. I like that he just says the take and believes it. But I think Marcus and I, we might even be biased because 
we've seen playoff series up close again and again and again of the Warriors running the switch in defense at James Harden, James Harden tiring out, not playing as well as Chris Paul when uh, old man Chris Paul was on his team, for instance. I cannot have seen that and go, yeah, that guy's the greatest offensive player of all time, especially when he's not the greatest offensive player on his own team right now. That's a little far for me to go. So I, I can't, I can't go, I can't go there. And I'm with Marcus that until you really prove it at the highest of high levels, that's just too lofty too lofty a territory to really place you in. Oh, but I should say he is an offensive genius. I mean, Quinn Snyder will wax poetic about him because there have been, nah, he's they've been in playoff yeah, series and he, Quinn Snyder said, okay, we're going to do this tic-tac-toe, this scan. And he just figures it out. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? But the thing with Quinn Snyder waxing about what he's done in playoff series is just because they took their defensive player of the year who's not supposed to be who doesn't actually get played off the floor and he got played off the floor right like so yeah. is that's a that's a genius that a bias it's a genius accomplishment that's the other side of is that it? particular coin right there you gotta be genius because he foiled quinn snyder's plan yeah, so yeah. he's like oh this guy's be a genius yeah yeah <laughs> let me let me uh um, let me start talking about steve kerr's quotes on james harden and uh get aggregated like drew schiller Maybe yeah, do that. Let's get some <laughs> aggregation going. Let's unleash the secret text, Ethan. Um, all right, guys. If he's not the best player, who is the best player in the NBA? Kevin Durant. Oh, he's hurt. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the healthy, healthy. Would I mean, be we got the, the we got the so many injuries. Health. We got so many injuries confounding this. We got a LeBron, the LeBron situation, the Anthony Davis situation. Way too much. All of a sudden, a plague has descended on the NBA. It was it was little by little. It's almost than like all there's a once. pandemic going on. Yeah, it's affected everything. Yeah. Almost like the season was rushed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah almost, it almost feels like the season was rushed in a way that uh, they're just trying to fit everything in as quickly as possible. Nothing to see here, folks. Just keep moving on, moving on, moving on. Yeah, get that all star, um, get that all star game in, everybody. Uh, yeah, it's not LeBron. Could be. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm gonna I'm go. Yeah, this this is a tough one. Just yeah, I'm I'm torn. But I've seen more LeBron this year than Kevin Durant. I, give me ten more Kevin Durant games, I might be there. But LeBron's ability to pass is is such a difference maker for me. Like I just love his passing. So, but man, KD was looking like that dude. So KD was well. He was looked like that dude offensively. Hey, you know who we're like not. You know. You know who yeah. Zach. You know who we're not talking about. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm just. Uh, just saying. I think that means. Oh something. yeah, he can't shoot. Well, then, be the most valuable player. Are you going to give him MVP then? It's not the award. He couldn't shoot the last two years. We gave it to him. It's not a shooting award. Yeah. But you don't think that matters? Joe Harris would win every year. You don't think that matters? shooting award. You don't think that matters if we're being asked, okay, who's the best player in the NBA and. We're You're not being asked who's the best player in the NBA. You're being asked who's the most valuable. How are they different? <laughs> oh, I forgot the two years where Steve Nash was the best player in the NBA. Well, I and didn't. Eventually, I didn't vote on that one. Okay, I, I I wasn't involved in that decision. I mean, he was for that season. Yeah, he pretty amazing. You know, people are being was a little he? bit dismissive. Of was he? No, he wasn't. No, exactly. <laughs> no, it's Kobe and Shaq and LeBron in this league. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. No, he wasn't the best player, but he was the most valuable. And I believe in those awards. You wouldn't trade that he, decision for anything. Speaking of trades, take four trade deadline, guys. It's the trade deadline day, and players from across the league will be on the move to new destinations last week we talked about which players we thought would be on the move and since then things have changed a bit rockets traded pj tucker to the bucks trevor Ariza goes to the heat 
but some big names are still out there. Aaron Gordon, Kyle Lowry, John Collins, Victor Oladipo, Larry Markinen, Lonzo Ball, Kelly Oubre, among others. Ethan, has your outlook changed at all in a week? What teams do you think will be wheeling and dealing? Wait, I've got another take about the last thing we were talking about. Was Steve Nash the James Harden of his era? Just throwing that out, throwing that out there. A, a comparison nobody's ever thought to make as far as offensively, no. offensively, you know, you could you could say yeah, that. You interrupted the new point to go back to well, that. This point is going to be cannibalized. Uh this segment is going to be cannibalized by whatever happens to the trade deadline. My outlook is this. Um, and maybe I'll be humiliated uh over the next 24 hours, but uh, I don't think teams are really going to be wheeling and dealing because in this crazy pandemic season, you don't know what you have. And when you don't know what you have, you're scared to trade. That's how I see this situation. And also, I just don't know if teams are that motivated. And this is a weird point to make. How motivated are teams to win this championship, right? Yeah, you know, the Lakers won a championship and the banner will fly forever and they're glad they won it. But you're not so let's break our backs, let's trade everything to have maybe a parade, maybe not a parade. I mean, it's a different situation. I think there's less impetus, there's less urgency. And so everybody Mm. is in the mentality of let's hunker down, not chase wins, to quote a certain coach. I think a lot of teams are feeling that particular vibe. Well, what about playoff revenue though, right? Like in in a year where revenue becomes so... You know, so minimized. Well, that's how we're gonna figure which yeah. which are our greedy teams. Who are the greedy owners? Yeah, who are the also, greedy teams? And then and the play-in tournament really screws up the trade deadline, in my opinion. Now, maybe this will look hilarious on Thursday after there's a thousand trades, but to me, the play-in tournament, like there are more buyers than there should be. I think we need oh. a, a an owner's box camera visual of Robert Sarver literally counting his playoff money in the owner's box. That's what we need. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City, with David, a sculptor, and his wife Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfume, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Also, who, who's going to be a free agent? In, in this this offseason coming Depot. up, you know, I mm. think I think the crop Lowry. is so kind of weak that yeah. now might be the time to get your upgrades. Right now, you're not getting a John Collins in this offseason, right? You're not right. getting an Aaron Gordon, so you might have to do it now because this is the time they're available. Uh, it, it's not like you know the following season is where you get some of these big names potentially. You know, the the Kawhi Leonard's and you know, so that's 
Like, what, what you get this summer if you wait? You're like, I don't know. We're going to pause and see what we get in the offseason. I don't know what you're getting. I think that's part of the reason why you're starting to see some of these names come up because there's there's not much for you this offseason. And you got a lot of cap, right? There'll be some there'll, there'll be some teams with some cap, and you're going to overpay it all the depot. Mm. So you, you might as well work some moves right now. That, yeah. that might be the only reason I think people will – will pull the trigger because it's just going to be tougher to upgrade in the summer. There's just not that many guys available. I do wonder what that, what that domino would be tomorrow or Thursday today on Thursday. If you're listening to this, um, I wonder if that's a John Collins or an Aaron Gordon. Is that a domino that then sets everything I off? If it's it a Kyle Kyle Lowry? Lowry. Yeah. I wonder if Kyle goes to a team, that team suddenly looks really good. And then it's like, all right, we got to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I wonder if it's gonna be a move like that. Uh, yeah, well, I, if 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 it is like a a, a bold job, it just I, it kind of feels like where it goes. Like if Philly makes a move and they're already like a really good team, and they make a move to get better, I can see some teams either saying that's it, we're done, yeah. or uh we got to do I, something. I, we can't. Stand I just like that, I just like that of um, giving Doc Rivers another team of hastily slapped together crazy talented guys. I mean, it's just sort of uh, it's <laughs> sort of an interesting uh, rerun from a different from a different angle. Um, I'm interested in the Aaron Gordon situation. I don't know how I feel about him. I don't know. I mean, I wish he made more right. plays on defense. I wish he turned other teams over more if he had that reputation. But that the, that's what we would call the post-hype superstar, right? The Warriors got a post-hype superstar. That's what they call it in baseball. This guy is drafted high, disappoints. Maybe you get him thinking that he's actually going to capitalize on it later. That's like getting an Andrew Wiggins, for instance. So it seems like maybe between um, – between, Gordon, I don't know if you want to call Siakam that. He's something different. Uh, it's like yeah. <laughs> he's something very strange. But those are the intriguing ones to me. Marcus, you notice that it's March and baseball Ethan's back. Oh yeah, that's baby. what they Always. call. That's what they call it in baseball. They post. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's what we seam heads. That's what that's we what seam heads yeah, call that's it. What the seam heads call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when, did you know pitchers and catchers reported a while ago? Yeah, it's uh, my next. Yeah, week, I mean the season's throwing, almost here, Ethan. Like, yeah, by <laughs> next week he'll be throwing sabermetrics data at us. He's oh, going yeah. to yeah. Trying to explain why Steve Nash is the best player in the league. Yeah, when you look at Matt Olson's launch angle, I think you can clearly see that the Warriors. Uh, are tanking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Trevor Rosendahl's uh, uh, MPH is down a few. <laughs> I don't know. Giants might need a new closer. <laughs> Come on, get out of here. Uh, speaking of closer, it's going to close out the season as the champions, and will it be the best team in the NBA? Take five. Who is the best team in the league? Some notes here. It's late March, and the Suns are 29-13, second in the West. That's pretty unbelievable. Uh, the Lakers are slipping down to 20 and 16, fourth in the Western Conference. Obviously, LeBron and AD injuries are there. Sli- they slipped to 10th in my power rankings because we just don't know when LeBron's coming back with that high ankle sprain. Uh, we also have the Mavericks, the Blazers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Sixers, the Clippers, the Nets, the Bucks. This in large part to uh, all those injuries in B, LeBron, AD. So, Marcus. Are you willing to take the field over the Lakers in terms of the best team and who wins the title? Yeah, I'm taking the field oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, 
I just don't, I don't, I don't trust them. I don't trust their injury situation. <laughs> like it's, it's very unnerving, especially uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, if they're healthy, yeah, I got it. But Philly's looking great. Like Joel and B went down. And I don't even, yeah. <laughs> have they even lost well, without him? That, 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 that defense, that defense looks vicious. They, they like, really can flip a switch and start suffocating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like, I like the the, the versatility even, with which even, they can even play, Jordan right? Poole, the great Jordan Poole, was struggling against the Sixers. Got clamped wow. against him, right? Wow. I, I like how they can play multiple styles. I still, I still think Brooklyn. You know, they're just so hard to guard. Healthy KD, healthy hard, healthy Kyrie. I just don't know how you stop them. Yeah. I don't like, even though they don't have to have the best team, they just got the top best top end. So I'm still going with. Philly's the best team. I think Brooklyn is the best playoff, best setup for the postseason, uh, presuming LeBron and AD aren't healthy. I'm supposed to talk, aren't I? Uh, yeah, Nets. <laughs> that would be perfect. The um, the the joyless, uh, embittered, super talented mercenary team uh, to carry the day in this bizarre, uh, socially distanced, we can't all be connected season plus they're just so talented it, they would, it would probably be fun i might even find myself really liking them and rooting for them but i i like i like the idea of the nets and all of their talent um and if one guy does go down other guys can step up the lakers do not have that they've got injury issues to their big superstars and yeah you just can't trust it you gotta you gotta trust the field over the lakers i think and then if you're going with another team i i guess i'm leaning towards the nets defense you know what not that important only half the game. Um, it, not not that big a deal. It's all about offense. Hey, you just need to make a few stops. Yeah. When you're them, right? Yeah. You don't need to make. You don't need to be great all game. It's all about the timely stops, Zach. Yeah. It's, it's all about the timely stops. Yeah, like, oh, it's they're gonna give 140 get points. Yeah, they're gonna score 160. Who cares? Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like it's they, the win. The win's a win. Um, I just thought of something though. If the Nets win this championship, and let's even see say that. Kyrie Irving wins finals MVP. Mm. The Twitter debate of Steph or Kyrie for legacy at this point is going to get insane in terms of people saying, well, he did take down Steph and, you know, he was injured when Steph won this and all this stuff and he needed Kevin Durant. I just think the, the way to, I always think about how can Twitter be more annoying? Oh yes. And it would definitely turn into Steph or Kyrie. For all time point guard. Jeez, you, I, 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 that's you've spoken that into existence. I didn't even think yeah. about that. That's going. It's going to gonna be, happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. I, here's what I want to happen: If Kevin Durant wins a championship, he's got to get on a mic somewhere and say, "This was way better than the championship." <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, this and is I better need, than my championship with Steve. It's upside down, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how he felt. This is how Kevin felt the whole that's time. How he, felt. he felt upside down the whole right. time in Golden State. This is he got he got he got a troll back, man. And, and Kevin Durant new, is amazing at Twitter, by the way. Better, he got a troll your back. Your new Yes Network analyst, Drew Schiller, has to tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way it's gonna go. No, if if they win the title, Kevin Durant's gotta troll them, right? Right. He, uh, he's got to. And he's so good at it. Like he's got the zingers, right? He just so out there. Relax. He, like, he said, "There's no, no relax. I'm at a ten on this app until I close it." Like, bro. Like, yo. Know, I'm like, yo. I, I cannot. Yo. Know, I would be here for it. I'm telling you that right now. I'd be here for it because you know what? You know who gonna say something. You know who's gonna say something back, right? Kyrie, Draymond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Kyrie may say something back to him. Just try oh, to. 
his own teammate. I, Kyrie's like, hold on. Man. I don't. I don't think Kevin comes at him. I don't think it happens. I think this is all what? Twitter. I think there are too many, too many, too much knowledge of where certain bodies are buried. I don't think he messes with it. But I think he does. But I think it happens on the special episode of the boardroom. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I hope he does. It would be so entertaining to me. It, I would. I would. I would get a kick out of that. So we all have the Nets as the. I don't know if I, I have the like. Nets I like a East. sneaky, a sneaky Bucks run after everybody finally counted them out after pumping them up. I like the idea of a sneaky Bucks run. I'm just throwing that out there. Let me tell you this. I, I want Philly to do it. I just, I'm just trying. I to I like the out idea. I like the idea of Holiday Garden Harden and also Kyrie and also uh, Giannis guarding KD. And putting all that pressure you, on him, I, I, these are things that are interesting. So uh, Drew's guard, two guys. Well, yeah, at various points. Yeah, okay. he's good. He's a good defender, yeah. Marcus. He can. He's he can play at once. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. Uh, let me tell you this, and you can laugh and dismiss it all you want. Don't count those Miami Heat. Wow. Don't count them out. Out of winning the East. Wow. Just don't count buy them and, out. Buy and low. Buying the hero stock low. Here's the thing I never sold. Oh, yeah. Well, I sold the hero stock a while ago, but I never sold the heat stock. <laughs> heat culture, baby. Can't Are you going to buy back in? Are you going to buy culture. back into hero after the crash? <laughs> no, I think I'm good on Tyler hero stock, but I I do I do like the, the Miami heat stock quite a bit still <laughs> at this point where it feels like GameStop, but I feel like there's going to be another surge at this point. Mm, I like it. Uh, that's going to do it for the latest point of contention. Make sure you're checking out all the work on The Athletic, the best trade deadline coverage out there, the best Warriors coverage, best NBA coverage best sports coverage make sure you rankings that's ranking i mean yo come on if i could just say something real quick look other people do very fine power rankings you know where it is each week you know where the best power rankings out there true i spend a whole weekend on that thing it takes you know the vibes you know the vibes yeah buy books the victory you think still wants to hold up the upside down victory machine (laughs) that will be that's gonna be his book on last season's 15 and 50 team the upside down victory (laughs) machine right there the defeat machine Make sure you buy all the Warriors books you can from the athletic writers. Uh, for Ethan Strauss, Marcus Thompson, uh, MT2, as they call him, or Little Mark. Uh, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on the athletic. Come on. Come on. Marcus is better. <laughs> they call him Tommy. Bruh, are you, were you intentionally putting the book upside down every time? No, no. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 